Our reading for today is from uh, Romans chapter 8, verse 11, and it reads, If the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. What an incredible time we had over Easter. I don't know how many of you were here for the Easter weekend, but it was amazing. But I hope wherever you were, you had a great time. But I think sometimes after those kind of high moments of excitement and balloon drops and all that, we can have a bit of a downer. And I think the same can be true of things like focus. Focus is amazing. Or new wine or whatever you go to, awesome. But occasionally there can be this moment afterwards where it's like, oh, okay, how do I sustain that kind of excitement in my life, that feeling of the presence and power of God? What I want to ask this afternoon is both how does the one time in history event of the resurrection, what's the importance of that to our day-to-day lives and how can we sustain its power? I believe it gives us hope both now and for the future. I believe it gives us power and I think it helps us to fulfill our purpose in God. So firstly, hope, resurrection hope. In today's world, it can be really easy to feel hopeless. I have a really bad habit. I have lots of bad habits. But um, one particularly bad habit is that the first thing I'll often do in the morning is to go to my phone, which I try not to keep by my bed, but occasionally I slip out of that habit, and I start kind of scrolling and looking through all of the stuff that's going on in the world. And when I did that this morning, I was looking, I was thinking, oh, there's a crisis in Sudan, and there's going to be another nurse's strike, and there's a fire, being an apartment fire in Dubai, which has killed a number of people. Doom scrolling is a thing. Wars, rumours of wars, financial collapse, climate, disaster. We live in a world that struggles to hope. And yet, we know, don't we, that Jesus has turned hopelessness into hope. The cross is the end of the beginning of the story. At the cross, Jesus takes on himself, absorbs all of our sin and our brokenness, dies in our place, making making it possible for us to be with God. That is an extraordinary thing. Then in between Good Friday and Easter Sunday, we have Holy Saturday, a moment of hopelessness. Imagine for a moment that you're one of Jesus' followers or Jesus' friends, his disciples, or maybe even Peter who denied him three times. At the cross, you've seen your hope for the future die. This man who changed everything for you. If the cross is the end of the beginning, the resurrection is the beginning of the end. 
Because Jesus doesn't stay dead. On the third day, he's raised to life. Jesus defeats death. In fact, the Bible tells us that God raised Jesus to life partly because it wasn't possible for death to hold on to him. That's huge. Um, C.S. Lewis calls it death working backwards. That gives us hope. 1 Peter 1.3 says that through the resurrection we are given a new hope. The death is not the end. It doesn't have the last word that we can be reconciled to God. Jesus' resurrection also points to the day when he will return in glory. It says in Revelation that he will wipe every tear from our eyes and there will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain. For the old order of things will have passed away. And I'll say, I am making all things new. This verse points, this verse we're looking at today, Romans 8, 11, points to it, yes, a bodily resurrection of the dead. When Jesus returns, it's absolutely about a future hope that we have. But it also gives us a present hope. We see later in this chapter in verse 34, this is Romans 8, verse 34, Christ Jesus is the one who died more than that, who was raised who is at the right hand of the Father, who is interceding for us. That means that you have his attention, that he's on your side, that he's speaking for you. And if God is for us, then who can be against us? I don't know what the source of your hopelessness is today. Maybe from, like me, For you, it's the news. Or maybe you're facing a situation that feels hopeless. I want to encourage you to turn to Jesus. Whatever you've done, whatever has been done to you, whatever you have experienced or are experiencing, there is hope to be found in the risen Jesus. Death does not have the final word over your life. There is a resurrection hope. But we're not just given hope. We're given power, resurrection power. When we choose to follow Jesus, we die to our sin and our old lives and are buried with Jesus. And we're raised with him through faith. It says that in Colossians 9, 12. That's what we're enacting when we baptise people in this church, which we're going to be doing in about a month's time. We get a big kind of pool of water here. It looks really strange if you're not used to that. Um, It's like a big bath. It's a bit odd. Um, But what we're doing is we we kind of dunk people and they go down into the water, symbolising dying to self, and then are brought back up out of the water, symbolising rising to new life with Jesus. If you've not been baptised and you'd like to be, it's a completely normal part of the Christian journey. And I'd really encourage you to speak to one of the team today about that. If the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies. Though his spirit, through his spirit, 
who dwells in you. In other words, when we choose to follow Jesus, it's not just our eternal future and our eternal hope that is changed. Our here and now reality, our here and now existence is radically altered. It's never the same. Because the same spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead gives life to our, our mortal, that is our here and now bodies. The same power that raised Jesus from the dead is in you and me. It's available to us. Just think about that for a moment. The same power that raised Christ from the dead is in you. That's incredible. But we can't just receive this power once. This week, I'm going to be filled with a different sort of power. Um, I'm not going to stick my finger in a socket or anything like that. Um, I am the, happen to be the proud owner of a pacemaker. It sits uh, just there, just under, uh, under my skin. And it's a small device that tells my heart to beat using electrical signals. Um, the problem I have, it's slightly awkward, I'm running out of battery. Um, fortunately, it doesn't take AAAs or anything like that. Um, and without battery life, my pacemaker is pretty useless. And without the pacemaker, I'm pretty useless um, because my heart would beat erratically or perhaps not at all. And I'm told that's not a good thing. Um, so I have to go and get my batteries changed. Don't worry, I've got about three months left, I'm told. They like to do it in good time. It's going to be okay. Um, I could live without a pacemaker, but it would make my life pretty messy because my heart is messed up. Or maybe think about your phone. So we can use them to doom scroll, but we can use them to do good things as well, right? We can use them to communicate with other people in the world. So uh, my school ministry students at the moment, I look after the school of ministry here, they're out in Sweden. I can WhatsApp them and they can talk to me about seeing reindeer and working in Swedish churches. It's really exciting. They can tell me how I can pray for them whilst they're away. My phone can tell me where to go. I can use it to take pictures. It's amazing. I do use it to do all sorts of things. Really exciting. But this is my old phone. And um, when I try and switch it on, nothing happens. Oh no, it, it tells me I need to plug it in. It tells me it needs power. Right now, it is still useful. I could use it as a, uh, as a coaster. Um, in the right kind of light, I could kind of just about use it as a mirror, not very well. But it's, it's not good for its intended purpose without the power that it needs. The same is true of us. We need to receive the Spirit. This life-giving, world-creating, situation-transforming, resurrection power that raised Jesus from the dead. And then we need to keep receiving it. My phone right now is working, but if I leave it down the side of the sofa like I did the other night and then come back to it the next morning, it might not be working still. I need to plug it in. We need to keep coming back to the source. We need this resurrection power in our lives. But why? What is it for? 
Well, it's not just for fun. It has a purpose. Revelation, sorry, resurrection power is given for resurrection purpose. It enables our day-to-day following of Jesus. This isn't clear particularly from uh, the verse that we're looking at directly today, but it becomes clear if we take that verse in the context of the whole of the letter to the Romans. Paul is writing to a group of people who are trying to work out how to live as followers of Jesus in challenging times. They come from different backgrounds. Society is pressurising them to conform to culture instead of to Christ. Paul is writing to them to encourage them to keep going in faith. He's saying to them, God has given you all that you need to fulfil the calling that he has placed on your lives. He has given you power. Elsewhere in scripture it says that God has not given us a spirit of timidity, but of love and of power and of self-discipline. Not only that, but he's given you the authority to use that power to bring his kingdom. This chapter of Romans goes on to say that if we live by the Spirit, if we receive this power, then we are adopted daughters and sons of the Father, not slaves. And the Spirit witnesses our adoption and that we are heirs with Christ, with Jesus. That means we have not just power, but the authority to use it. When we're in those situations that seem tricky, whether to invite that friend to Alpha or not, whether to cut that corner at work, whether to stretch to be kind to your kids, we can draw on that power. God has not given you a spirit of timidity, but of love and of power and of self-discipline. And he's given you authority. We have to keep receiving it in order to live day to day for Jesus. How do we know what that purpose is? Well, we know from Scripture that Jesus will one day make all things new. And we look to that day with expectation, but we know that that work is already beginning and that he calls us to play our part in it. In fact, C.S. Lewis says, it is those whose focus is on eternity, who have their eyes on heaven, who are somehow released to impact this world because we know how the story ends, right? We know how things should be. He points to particular people at particular times who left their mark on earth precisely because their minds were occupied with heaven. Our resurrection hope and resurrection power are not a form of escapism from the world. In fact, Jürgen Moltmann, who's a theologian, says this spiritual rebirth of the human being is nothing less than the anticipated rebirth of the whole cosmos. It's a personal happening with cosmic relevance. Wherever God has placed you, you have the opportunity to bring resurrection hope into that place. 
whatever he's calling you to. You are able to do it not in your own strength, but in his. And when it gets tough, that is an invitation to return to the source of our resurrection power, to return to Jesus. How do we do that? We do that by asking God to fill us with power. What an opportunity to do that in a moment, asking God to fill us with the Spirit. And then in the day-to-day, we do that by spending time with Jesus, by worshipping him, by reading scripture, by prayer. We keep coming back day-to-day to Jesus. Over the last few weeks, we've been uh, looking at some stories, some videos of people whose lives have been changed by the cross. How the cross has broken into their lives and changed them forever. The potential of those people to bring change is enormous. The potential of all of us in this room to bring change is enormous. Not because of who we are, but because of the power of God that is in each of us, because of who God is making us to be. All of this is achieved through the resurrection. And so the resurrection gives us hope. Hope for now and hope for the future. The resurrection gives us access to power, that same power that raised Christ from the dead. And it enables us to fulfill our purpose, our purpose of playing our part in God's making of all things new. Amen. Shall we stand?